And that was the first surprise we got when we started to research the program. The uniform. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? You see old films. It's like looking at an old film. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And I'm saying, Jesus, you know what I mean? That's that was us, you know? That was us. This is the story of four boys in the street, Foley Street. They were only kind of kids growing up. You look what they were, they were coming through. They were living in, in that, that area that kind of, you couldn't go any further. Like, I mean, you couldn't get a job. Like, there was no, there was no structures in place for those kids. There was nothing there. The only place that, that was, for, for, a few, for, for some of them, the only place that was, they were going to was prison. It's 1975, it's late evening in the north inner city. Four boys walk down the street. One has just been released that day from St. Pat's Institute. One is going for a point. One has no money. One is going to rob a shop. In Foley Street, producer Kieran Sheedy and I met four boys all around 15 or 16. And while we were recording, a girl from the area, 22 years old, married, already with two children, joined in. What emerged in Foley Street was not a world of gratuitous violence, more a question of survival. All we know about the boys is their first names. George, Noel, Larry and Michael. And they're from Foley Street. What about, uh, you know, I, I would find it very hard to break into a, a shop. I'd make a lot of noise and I probably wouldn't be able to get in. How do you get into this place? I'd size them up, you know. I'd size them up, you know what I mean? Break your way in. Break your way yeah, in. Before you get in, you have to make sure it's not too high for the to, for to get back over. You have to find a way out if you get in. But how would you get into a locked house? Get a punch. Punch the window in, you know, just a spring back punch. Let the punch go and it hit the window. The window will shut up probably or else it'll just break. Then you punch it in. Then you just lift up the latch and you, you pull up the window, then you get into the house. Well, we, so don't, we, don't, we, we don't do no. houses, you know. We don't do any houses, poor people's houses, you know. We wouldn't do any houses, we just do shops. We just do shops, you know, all pubs and all factories. Uh, have you ever been, you know, searched, charged? Searched yeah. Anything, yeah. So what happens? Were you taken to court and. Yeah. Or what happened? I was up there for them. Um, cash. Didn't do some of them. I was made make statements to them. And then when they come out, coming out of the station, you have about, you're supposed to only have one charge, you come out with about seven or eight. When you see the police, do you, do you think they're all the same? Are there any kind of nice fellas or bad uh, There's only three police, three good policemen over in Stowe Street. The rest are all police. The Dublin police is all right. You know, it's the culties. The culties. When they get you in the it's station, you, there's no getting out. You go out in the stretcher. You tell us to do. Uh, People drink a lot, you know, yeah. at yeah. what age do, do people start? <laughs> we're both starting now. They start 16. We were going to go down to a pub until you heard us now. Well, what do you drink? Smix. 
and sometimes flagons. Now you're 15 and there's yeah. no problem getting a drink? No. I want you have a, little, a few hairs on your tail, you know, it's <laughs> just here. How about drunkenness? I mean, we all yeah, from we time all to get time, drunk. but... Yeah, every week. Well, well that won't be started by and get ourselves into trouble then. The drugs and so forth, is there any... And do you ever go in for that? No. no. Hash. No, Smoke hash. hash. Oh. cigarettes. Uh, the thing I'll put on it, you know, a little, little, little bit. You know, such a dizzy, such a dizzy, you know, it keeps you happy, keeps you happy. merry, you, you know. You keep laughing. You keep laughing. You go into things. Well, we wouldn't going to ask that nothing, you know. Yes. Like but that. is there a lot of it around? I mean, if, if you oh, wanted no. to score some dope, could you, could you get it around here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. What about money? Is it expensive? Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, you get some blows, give it to you, some blows, give it to you. Well, you could be getting triggered with a Yeah, you know what I mean? Would you, you say that again about the, about the pot? You could get triggered with a pot. You could get a, a bit of a knock-so in the thing. It's the same as a, you know, bit of a knock on the silver paper. You wouldn't know what it is. You think it's hash. Yeah. Well, what about yourself? Well, I guess raised the last horse and I have a wedding, you know. And uh, they don't want to have another charges. So they kept me in custody for uh, a week. Now they brought me up to the bridal and I was held in custody there for a week. I went up today and I demanded again on bail. Mm-hmm. So. What, what did they say that you did? Or, uh, you know, robbing cars and all, you know, breaking into shops, all this, you know. Did you do it? Yeah, I did, I did do it, yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens to you now? I don't know, yeah. I took up next week. Will you, do you think you'll be sent away? I, I will be sent away, that's Where? Patrick's. For how long? About 12, 12 months. What'll happen when you come out? I don't know. I had to see it till I come out anyway, you know? Yeah, I mean, do you, do you think you'll come out reformed? Or do you think you'll do the same things again? Probably will do the same things again. What's the point in sending you away then? I don't know. You did some time before? Yeah, I done uh, 12 months. Then I done two years before that. She's the police, I get the satisfaction. Yeah, yeah they'll be glad, you know? They'll be glad, yeah. Who's glad? The police, you know, they, when they get you into the station, they hit you and all, you know. They laugh, at you, they laugh at you when you're getting charged and when you're up in court and you're going away, they just say goodbye to you and you're gone. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to you? Uh, I'll probably get taken again and I won't get probation. I'll get uh, probably fined or thrown away down right. to Clomel or Dangan or Lusk. Have you been to any of those places before? I've been in St. I've been in St. Lawrence's School, Fingless, Denisal Brothers. It's only a boarding school. But I, I, I mean, this over here done 12 months. Why? Because school attendance and robbing. But you weren't in court for that. Yes, I was. In, I was in court for robbing and school attendance. When I was up for the, when I was in for the school attendance, I was let off. And then I started going to the school. But when I started robbing, I was up again. And she said, well, I let you off the last time, but not this time. You said you started to rob. What age were you then? Oh, uh, it was around eight or nine. Yeah, why did you start? You know, just walk the things. You know, like a bike. I just walk there, just walk into Ronnie's and take a bike. Run out with it. That's what I wanted it. You don't see there's anything wrong with that? <coughs> well, 
No, not really. Not really. I know I'm doing harm on other people because they have to buy the stuff, but we have to earn the stuff. Have you any money now? No, I haven't. Any money at all? No. None. None. What do you do problem? for money? I'll probably go out robbing now. You know what I mean? What about what about your own family? You don't live with your. I don't. I don't live with my own family. Why not? And I got thrown out of the house. You know. For what? Oh no, you know, Robin, you know all this. And uh, I got thrown out of the house. Get me mad into too much trouble, you know, keeping her out of work and all this. There is a lot of, um, you know, breaking into cars and so on around yeah. here. Uh, obviously, some people do it. So so why why do they do it? Well, they need the money. They need the money. They have no money. They have no money. They can't. They can't get a job for it. Like where else are they going to get it? When they mention Foley Street, where they live, they won't give them a job. Because it's a bad name, you know. The neighbourhood around it. All Shamrock Damon Street, Liberty House, all over. You'd want to live out in a house to get no. a job. Do you feel in any way uh, isolated from the rest of the, the people? Do you feel yourselves to be special or different? I oh, know, we're all the same. We, all, we were all there together. No, I mean, compared to the rest of the people in Dublin, people who live in Finglas and Drimna, yeah. even Fox Rock, you know, how do you feel? Well, they we're all them, you know. They're not even you know what I mean? They have a house, they're big, they can hold up their head, we can't, we have to hold theirs down. We're from the slums. The only thing that's left since Packham down is actually this old clothing factory here, in Foley Street. If anybody knows who the four boys are, Terry Fagan knows. But nothing else is here since Packham down. It's all gone. If you look now, we're actually, we're actually now heading into uh, Liberty House Park. This is where Foley Street once stood. It's, as I said, the park is built on what was then once the old, the old grounds of uh, Foley Street and Corporation buildings. It's called Liberty Park. And uh, you can see it's a beautiful park. Terry's family were the last to leave the Foley Street tenement flats. And they knocked down Corporation buildings in 1972. And then in 1982, the city fathers came again to knock down Foley Street. My mother had already been in Corporation buildings. And when they were knocking Corporation buildings, she said, I'm not moving from this community. So she took a flat in Foley Street. City Fathers came again to knock down Foley Street. And she said, I moved once, I'm not moving again. She looked out the window every day. She looked and she looked at, at slowly seeing the whole community go out, move out. She, she used to say to me, I've seen another move, removal car, people moving the furniture out. And day by day she watched as the people moved out and headed off. And eventually, she was the last person left there. She looked down that street and all her neighbours were gone. And she was there on her own. She was in the middle of Foley Street. They knocked the blocks either left and right and she was left standing on her own, in her own. She was nearly, nearly a full year living on, on her own in, in Foley Street. You know, because she just determined she wasn't going. Now, with no gas, she cooked on the fire. You know, and here we were in the 1980s cooking on the fire. And the funny thing about her was, it wasn't just the, the, the lighting in her place, but the street lighting and all, and it was pitch dark. And I remember coming down during the night time, the winter nights, and you'd see the candles flickering in the, in, in, the, in the windows of the house. And I used to say, come around to my place and say, no, no, she was a determined woman, she wouldn't. She said, no, no, she ought to stay here. So she sat there with, in the night time with lighting candles, and, it was a, you'd walk, and I remember coming down the street and looking up and looking at the candles lighting. And she used to say, God, what have they done? You know, the community is gone. It's 1988. The four boys are interviewed again. 
Things are not good. Nothing's changed. No, just uh, just that he took down a good flat that we used to live in, Fowley Street. It used to be good living here one day, but see, when a lot goes out of the area, it's uh, it's hard to say. You know, like the lad was now moved on, Guffield was moved on. All four have been to jail. All four are unemployed. Foley Street is gone. The buildings is gone. You know, our, our football ground and all is gone, you know, when we used to play football along this street. Tell us what happened to you in the last 13 years since we last spoke in this doorway. I've been in prison. There's nothing in this town, you know. I was working for a few years gone well and all of a sudden I get cut off and, and what have you got. For a damn couple of years now, I'm struggling. It's still the same, mate. Nothing's changed at all. I don't think so, anyway. No. What are you doing with yourself? Are you working? No, I'm not working. I had a job in 1980, oh, was it, 79. I got laid after. Got another job then. I was on that for about six or seven months and I got laid after. So I started getting back into trouble then, locked up. You know, I done 12 months after I done the interview with yourself. That was, I was 15 years of age when I done the interview with yourself. And uh, I was just going on 17 and I got 12 months in St. Patrick's Institution. Yeah, now that's supposed to be a corrective institution to, to um, improve you so when you come out you'll be a better citizen. What happened to you in St. Pat's? Oh, when you come out, a better citizen. You come out there, you come out with a word. <laughs> you come out, you come out like, you come out like Humphrey Bogart there with Why, what, what happened to you there? Well, you know, I was getting hassled and all that, you know, screws, you know. Well, not, you know what I mean. Hassled, you know. Or, you know, getting into fights and all that with fellas and all that, you know. And when you came out, what happened to you then? I mean... When I, when I came out, uh, I got a job. But I was, I was only on that for, um, uh, about five, six months. And then, that's it. You haven't worked since? I haven't worked since. So you haven't worked really in eight or nine years? Uh, yeah. So how do you spend the time? Just stand around, you know, stand around the bookies, you know. If, if I have money, I do a bit in the bookies, you know. You get up in the mornings, you dress the kids, you bring them out, you, you're just sitting around here all day, so. What do you predict for, for your children, though? I mean, if this is the situation you find yourself in, how are you going to make sure that they're going to be different? I think won't be different. I, I doubt it, you know, once I live in a flat, you know, or, uh, as Georgie said, no work, you know. So 13 years and really yeah. no progress one way or the other? No, none at all. You know what I mean? It's still the same, mate. Even this is 1988 and it's still the same, mate. There's nothing has changed still. Still the same. Still the very same. You know, hopefully that's something will pick up for us, you know? Mm. We're all looking for the great escape. <laughs> uh, it's it's very hard to get the great escape, you know? You can't get escape from here. Are <laughs> joking?
See, when I heard the voice of the young girl coming through, then I said, oh, I think that's Kathleen Hamlin. You know, so and I listened and I said, that is Kathleen Hamlin. I remember talking on the radio in town, in Foley Street, and I, I think I was coming back from the chipper. The chips was fucking freezing. <laughs> with the two kids I had with me. Well, I was born in Sheriff Street. My dad worked on the docks, coal boats. You, and you know, Aunt that comes on, taking them off the ships. And uh, he'd bring in a big um, tea chest, and it'd be full of tea. And my mum would be bagging it, and we'd be going round the door selling it. That was in Sheriff Street. And then we'd come home at lunchtime, he'd give me a cross out on his bike. At the time, he'd put me hand in his pocket, and he'd have a bag of cuddles for me. <laughs> My dad died when I was five, so my mad nine of us. Five, five boys and four girls, and he moved up down to the buildings. In the buildings, only one room. After the mattresses on the floor and everything, stepping over bodies. <laughs> but they were good times, you know. How old are you, by the way? You're married with two children. 22. 22. How old are your children? Three. Adrian is three, and Alan is nine months. Are you going to have a, a whole pile of kids, or are you...? I'm going to have 12. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I like kids. When they cry, I don't like them. When they kill them. <laughs> what about... Uh, I'd the like a house more so before I have any more. I wouldn't rear any kids. I'm a hemorrhoid. <laughs> me, me and John Gunnery. I was walking and handling the fish. And we went up to uh, Woolworth on air break. And he was sitting there with his friends. And he was doing jokes with cards, stack of cards. Start, start talking. Then that uh, Friday night, we were going to the dance, me and my friend, me and Joan and that, a few of us. And uh, he was in the dance hall that night. So he followed me home and I kept telling him, go back. He kept following me home. I went from there on. <laughs> I didn't think I'd have been stuck this length, bro. <laughs> How long are you married now? 27 years nearly. October, 2nd of October. Married in 1971, yeah. No, thank you. Mercy, Lewis. No. And then all of a sudden, then the voices started, the other voices were kind of. Uh, coming through and I said oh yeah the voices were cutting in across one another and, and next of all I was able to identify that the other voice would would have been uh, uh, Noel, Noel, Noel Egan Hi, where's Noel? 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 Alright, Charlie. Thank you, bye. Tell you nearly died that time. It's weird, isn't it? Like when you're hearing you listen to yourself on a tape that you haven't seen. That's the first time I hear that tape. Well, I'll tell you this much, I'm going to keep on robbing, you know what I mean? It's no end to me, anyway. Where, where are you going now tonight? Where are you going tonight? We're going nowhere. And I've only got no projects today. There's nowhere to go. Have you any money now? No, I haven't. Any money at all? No. None. What do you do for money? I'll probably go out robbing now, you know what I mean? Them days was all crazy. You, 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 I don't know, there was no, 
you had no mad telly. You just just went off and just done it. That was it. Breaking entrance is the whole lot. That's basically it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Pity, not big arm robberies aren't like that. Just a few robberies are but nothing murders aren't like that. And where would you normally go? Like anywhere. Like we had no no specific area park. Like it's just anywhere at all. We went in there, robbed car. We just went off. We done what we had to do, and that was it. Oh, but when you're out walking, you know what I mean. You have the nights. You know what I mean. You go off soaking during the night. It's not in, in the daytime you rob, really. It's in the nighttime, you know. You you probably look up, size up a gaff, and then you go to do it that night, you know. I done nearly 20, 21 year, twenty two year locked up. Twenty two years locked up. Yeah. And when did the, when was the first time you went to prison? When I was about I think it was about eleven, eleven. No, hang on. We went to Marlborough House first. Marlborough House was in, I think it was 12 that time. And then then I went from Marlborough House then down to Dangan. And then from Dangan then I went to the in and out politics. And then the last sentence, and then from there, went into this joy then. What about what about your own family? You don't live with your own family? I don't, I don't live with my own family. Why not? I got thrown out of the house, you know? For what? Oh no, you know, Robin, you know all this. Well, I, I shun out of the house that when you heard the tape that time, I shun out of the house that time. So they didn't want the police to come up to the door raiding the gaff, so you know, they threw me out for that. So So where were you living then? I was living living in in, uh, in Foley Street on the stairs. You, you were homeless like yeah. from the age of what, what age were you? I'd say I was younger, I think it was about thirteen or fourteen. I lived on the stairs in Foley Street for nearly two years. Did you ever see your parents during that time? Like, because obviously you're just ah, yeah, you used to see them every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> you used to have to roam and used to see them. And what did they say to you? Or like, did you? They'd like, be given now because there was no need for me to be staying out. You know what I mean? Well, you can understand that now. Yeah, when you're going back, but years ago you didn't really. Did you had no? Uh, it didn't register with you. You know what I mean? It's only now when you start looking back, and you know what I mean. It's only now when you have kids yourself. That's when you realise then, you know what I mean? The hardship that you put through your family is true. So everybody, everybody's telling you to give it up to your parents, your girlfriends, yeah. your elder brother and so forth. And yeah. why don't you listen to them? I don't know. I think I, I just got, I got married then. You know what I mean? And that's, I just kind of settled down. So I'm just settling down now and that's it. I was, I'm 26, uh, 26 years married now. She said no, we're probably still going back and forth to prison. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I but just I don't know, just uh, at the end of the day is so I just said to myself I had enough and that was it. I I, I, I kinda moved on from all that now and just I'm happily married and that's it. Uh, I have four kids. Thirteen years and really yeah. no progress one way or the other. No, none at all. You know what I mean? It's still the same way, eh? even this is nineteen eighty eight and it's still the same way. Eh? I done basically just just basically going in and out jobs and then I got a job in the community. I'm in the community for the last eleven, I think nearly a ten and a half, about ten years. And I, I'm driving for the community now, you know what I mean? I'm working for the Adventure Sports, which is all to deal with the kids in the area. You know what I mean? Which is kids that's coming up now that's getting in and out of trouble. Basically is to keep them out of trouble. The kids you know, that's coming in now to, to where I'm walking now is basically I'm looking at them the way I was years ago and if I can help them is they're not to go down the same road I went down it's good you know what I mean
Alright, Tony, see you, mate. Cheers. Okay, mate. Yeah. Do you want me there? <laughs> okay. I'm Teddy Fagan. Look, if Mike don't live here, does he? He does, yeah. Yeah, Mike, I'm a friend of Mike, uh, Teddy. There, is he? Yeah, me. <laughs> Teddy Fagan. How are you? Teddy? You're on camera. How are you? Alright. You've hey. done an interview years ago on Foley Street. Ah, it's fucking about <laughs> 40 <laughs> fucking years ago. Come in, Amsterdam. Come in, Tell us, do, do uh, people drink a lot? You know, yeah. at what age do, do people start? <laughs> we're both starting now. They start 16. We were going to go down to a pub until you cut us now. Well, what do you drink? Smix. Hey, Smix now. Took a few of the boys at that. Georgie, like, you know what I mean? Georgie, like, the multi, uh, lift up round Stony Bat the way, mm. out Devney Guard, somewhere up that yeah. way. And, he, he drank around there. It's time or not time. We'd have the boys. But he used to live over there, you know, like over. Yeah. And uh, you'll see him have a chat. But, uh, I think the old fucking heart fucked him up. He went on a fucking few beers, like. Just bad all the time. There's nothing, there's nothing in this country for us. Have you had a job at any stage during that period? I had working on a building site and I had to give it up because I got dermatitis. You had to give up the building? It was 12 years and I had to... You had a, a job though for 12 whole years? I was a bricklayer and I had to give it up count the dermatitis. So for, for the bulk of the time since we last talked to you, you actually were in employment? Yeah. What about the lifestyle you've had here? I mean... Has it been good? Have you had, say, some of the, the drug problems in the area that some of the other oh, parts yeah, had? Drug pro problems all around the area, but uh, I, I wasn't touching any of them, no. And in terms of the kind of things that were going on at the time, we were talking about robbing and the, the rows between local lads That's and the guards. I mean, has that changed? That's still going on. Why do you think that is? There's nothing else in this country for anybody to do. The price of things has gone up disgraceful and it's just money all the time, people want. So they can't get it, they can't get it by walking because there's no walk, so they have to go out and rob it. 13 years ago, what did you think you'd be doing 13 years on? I thought of having a, a better job and thing, but in count of the, the, the says I got at the walk, I had to pack it in. What's your family situation now? Well, most of them is on drugs and they're locked up best part of times and they have to be out robbing for the, the drug habit. Have you got a family, wife, children? I've three sons, but uh, I'm just living with the girl. And how, how old are the kids? Uh, the youngest is one and a half and the eldest is just five. Looking at what you've been through, um, what hopes do you have for their future? There's no future for the kids, that's why uh, I wouldn't stay in this country. There's no future for them at all. Or I went through, I'm not going to bring up me three kids in. But suppose we think about 13 years on from now, and if you think about it, that'll be the year 2001. What do you think it'll be ha will have happened to you in the intervening years? Well, the happened, well, I don't know. Have you any optimism at all that your circumstances will improve? 
I wouldn't say so. Larry was only there about two years, I think. George is there a good few years. These things happen. If I wasn't married myself, I'd probably be dead. Like, unfortunately, for the few that died, like, got few friends. Like, now I mean, but uh, I had a good life. I have no regrets. I do. You know what could you do now when you're only fourteen, well, when you're ten or eleven? Ah, oh, it's great to go around with fucking nothing on you. Like, get you have holes in your shoes. Put cardboard in, walk around and go to school. What are you supposed to do? Just go into the downstairs, change your shoes, walk out. That's what, that's what they do. Then you go home and you say to your master, where did you get them? I got them up the hill. You get a clat on the back of the neck. The hill is not open if it's shoes there, you know what I mean? You say, ma, we got them in the downstairs. Do you they come in and say, where did you get them shoes? My ma said, I got them out of fucking lawman. Them days, those lawns, you know, lawman. You had to get fucking vouchers up. Well, yeah, I would, the ma would get clothes and all that, you know what I mean? Oh, that's how I lived. Doing bits and bobs like every week, like, you know what I mean? Since I was small, I was robbing our supermarkets, you know, taking stuff. Some, not sometimes to feed you. Because yeah, you have to take 60s and 70s. The fuck all there, you have to go to the steel house. There has to be a steel house up there. What's a steel house? You know, you have to go down to get fed. You know, your mind give you a leg, big bowl, a big pot, you go down. You know them days. Any friends of yours been in jail or still in jail? Ah, yeah, well, they're not friends, but I know them, you know. You know, there's a few of them. So I was in there myself a few times, you know. For what sort of things? Just dusting around, like, salt, stroking, doing a few cars. Oh, they were years ago, you know. I was just saying, like, I'm going the bus standing up, because when you come around the car and like, most people just stand up to get off the bus, firstly. I'm just saying that. Little blonde one there. I just say no. I just look, she looked at me all the whole. And I just did that to her. And she just laughed. I went around after them. I asked her out. She said, No, I'm going into town with my friends. So I said, Where are you going? I met her at the celebrity club then. And I asked her out. That was it. I chased her for a few times, but eventually I got her. The only for her now is still alive, I'd say. Probably bleeding dead by now. Nah, she just told me life around. I don't know yeah. how or why or what. I, I can't really explain that to you. Have you got girlfriends yourself as well? Yeah. You all got steady sure girlfriends? Have. Yeah. Got <laughs> have you got steady or not? I'll take a few on now and again. Do you go off for that? You're still scared. It's the way they look with it. You're a Scotsman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep a board steady around here, you know? You can't keep a young steady around here. I had the young one. I had the young one. You know, anytime you're back in, she's gone. You know, just 
to a few young ones I was going with couldn't keep them steady. So would you keep keep a young one steady if you If I knew she was say, you know. If she knew if I knew she wouldn't go out with anybody else I would. I'd marry the year before he had a kid like, you know. And just changed my life. Well, it, like just met her, yeah. It opened my eyes like and how did it change your life? Oh, good, con. Uh, like, you know what I mean? I have a few kids. How many kids do you have? Seven. Seven? Seven. Seven, seven girls. Se seven girls? Oh, they do, we have fucking head of women, do we? I head of, <laughs> I swear. And they're, are they all, I see three girls here, are all blonde hair, do they all have seven girls? Uh, they're all blonde, yeah. So all girls, all seven of them? Yeah, blonde, yeah. Two grandkids are blonde as well. So if I, if I wasn't married now, I'd say I'd be probably He's an alcoholic, a fucking brown bread. That's the way it is, like. What turned my life around with me in the boat? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I am, but thank you very much. Oh, no problem, I'll talk tonight. Take care. Yeah, how are you doing? Good. All right, all the best. I'm Ray, I'm Lars' sister. And I'm Miss Butter. Christy. They've no, they've no proof, they've no evidence that I done it. Because the policeman said to me, Janie, I was standing over there looking at you. And those, before I came, you know, there was a couple of lads around it, you know, and why didn't he, if he was looking at them, why didn't he come over and meet them, not me? And he came to live here for about four months and he was doing grand. And then he was sneaking out to go for a drink. Yeah. And then wasn't coming back for an hour, then two hours. Then, that's no, when he was living here, yeah. yeah. And then he wasn't coming home at all then. Then my ma, ma got him that flat down there, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, but he straight black was white that he wouldn't, wasn't yeah. after being drinking. Yeah, no, he'd come in and you'd know he was drunk and you'd say, you would have to be, no, I wasn't, I'm after being on a walk. And you'd know quite well he was after being drinking, do you know what I mean? And you think he, 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 like you think he got away with it, you know it's what I mean? Yeah, it was. Mm. Oh, he was very funny though, wasn't he? Yeah, it's the, the, la the last, the last, the last time that I met him, it was before I went to Australia, and I met him in Talbot Street. Lighter. I haven't got your lighter. I met him in Talbot Street, mm -hmm. and he says to me, "Um, because the price of 
10 smokes, will you? I said, why don't you just tell the truth and tell me you want the money for cans? He said, all right, well, give us the price of five cans. <laughs> so I gave him a tenner. <laughs> I said, you don't have to lie about it, do you know what I mean? He said, ah, fair play to Lynn. He used to call me Vera Lynn. Do you want me to put on the second CD, just a 1988 one? Would you like to hear yeah, that? Yeah, well, go ahead. No problem, yeah. And what about your your uh, private life? I mean, did you get married or anything since? No. Well, I used to go like a girl. I have one child. But I never walked out. So we just parted, you know? Did you have any truck at all with uh, drugs in the intervening years or any of your friends? No. Well... See, I have to take drugs, you know, on my own, my own self, you know, because I'm an epileptic, you know. And, you know, I have to take tablets as well myself, you know. So there'll be no question of mixing it with anything else? Uh, no. Dangerous? <clears throat> well, smoke a bit of hash. <laughs> That's it. Uh, That's still going around? Ah, yeah. It's all, all still going around. Everything. I, I think you are one of the people who's telling us that in those days you might be sold an oxo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, yeah. In, 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 what, you can still you can still be sold an Oxo these days. Yeah, you can still be sold an Oxo for a ten pound deal. There you go, there's your deal, and you're smoking Oxo. <laughs> you don't go to mass. You don't. You just don't go to mass. Father Lavelle's at the movie now. He's, he's gone. He's got to the Archbishop's house. The Archbishop's house in John Condor, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know where the Archbishop is? He probably stroked that. <laughs> I don't go to Mass, you know, but I do say a prayer, you know, you have to say a prayer, you know. But I still believe in God. I'm a Catholic, you know. Yeah, one of the things that we said in 1975 was uh, talking about God and, and all that. And I said, what about the seventh commandment, thou shalt not steal? Well, so he wouldn't care about the seven commandments. If we see, no, 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 no. If, if we if we see anything there that I can steal, I'd steal. Well, have to be uh, what do you say to God after you've done it? Huh? What do you say to God when you say your prayer? Then I, I say thanks, that. Father. Oh, you didn't know half the things that he did. <laughs> oh, dear, dear. How would you know half well, the I things that any of us... I, I say, how would you know half the things that any of us don't? It's, it's different now, like. like they're, all, they're all under different names now. Fowler Street now still works. Then you have Corporation Street, is St. James Joyce. There's no Corporation Street anymore. What we had done years ago was just crazy. It was just mad, and that was it. You know what I mean? It was good. Somebody asked me, West, James Joyce, I say I wouldn't have a clue what could be standing beside him. But you know, I had James Joyce, we got to meet me, his homie, standing at the corner. People asked us, there's a lot of apartments there, you see. Yeah, according to all you, Foley Street was the best area in the world. Oh, it was brilliant. Brilliant. Foley Street in the building. 